Welcome. You are now listening to the Anything Goes podcast with your hosts, Greg and Alex. Check. Check. One, two, one, two, three, five, twelve, twenty-seven, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-five, one, oh, three, oh, eight. Yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Anything Goes podcast. Did I say welcome? No? I think you did. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Anything Goes podcast. Just in case I didn't say it before, I am one half of your host, Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooh Bear, and I may have to start this over since you interrupted me. I mean, you looked at me for confirmation. Oh, I was. Ho- I looked over, hoping you weren't going to be sitting there, but there <laughs> I'll you never were. Be gone. So, what's going on? We are joined, of course, by Alex. That's all you got today. That's it. Maybe That's one day it? I'll come out with something like. Yeah. Fun. But yeah. Maybe I should do a fun intro. You have so many personalities. I only need one. Well, maybe I should do a fun intro one time. I should like think of something to do. That's yeah. fun. That, yeah, that'll that'll stand out now, and be it? different. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this is a special, special, special one for me. Yeah. Uh, not only do we have a New York City firefighter, which is like super interesting to hear, mm-hmm. but it's like my brother. Yeah, your brother from another mother. My best friend since the age of... Zero. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> and uh, my tag team partner. And we're talking about the firefighter, Keith Olsen. song to him or his song to you um there's a reason why this song is being played oh there is there's a reason (laughs) we do get into it in the uh in the interview Mm -hmm. why this song is being played right now sorry if this brings back bad memories (laughs) but uh you gotta come into you yeah for what you did to my shoulder boy (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah he tells us a whole bunch about the fdny Mm -hmm. And being a firefighter and uh, just his days getting, what is it? I would say set up, getting trained, getting trained yeah. to be a firefighter. Yeah, so the process on getting there. So Right, you know, from day one before you even enter yeah, a firehouse. Testing and the academy and all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, and uh, medicals. And, yeah. and then, of course, he talks about, you know, getting his first call as a fireman mm-hmm. and just being involved in a fire and all that stuff yeah <coughs> it talks a little bit about the uh the firehouse itself yeah yeah and just uh brotherhood and sisterhood that they have mm-hmm. to uh be there for each other yeah and to fight fires and to be a hero which mm-hmm. we are doing right now we're doing our hometown hero stretch yes and i say in the interview but he is the only one to uh stay true to staten island roots of working in staten island right. and bettering the streets that he grew up in yeah so, uh, how about that? Yeah, how about that? So, Keith Olsen, you're a hero in my eyes. 
I will say. Say it. As with that, on that note, this is that, and then this whole interview with him is the nicest I've ever heard you be to him ever. Is that so? Ever. Like literally ever. <laughs> you got, the way their friendship is, they just rip on each other constantly. Well, I don't really like the guy all that much, to be honest. So <laughs> that's probably why. Yeah. But, but when uh, you, uh, you'll hear it in a couple minutes. Your introduction for him, I was like, oh my God, this is like, oh my God, you're being so nice. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, his fingers are crossed. Now I get it. You saw that? You Johnny Bananas did. Oh, geez. I was hoping <laughs> nobody could see that. Uh, so real quick, what do you think about Keith Olsen? I love Olsen. Yeah? I've known Olsen probably um, two months less than I've known you. Right. Because, uh, you know, obviously me and you met. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, I guess at this point in my life I have to like, I don't know get a girlfriend I'm like 40 years old I need to you know have some sort of girlfriend in my life for the first time ever and uh let's go with that I like that and I was like you know what I gotta you know at least introduce her to to you know my best friend yeah I knew that's that's what it was yeah you know so I gotta see what he thinks and you know he did warn me he's like no I don't think she's good for you you know you really shouldn't you know just leave her now and I should have you know looking back now free food you did. You did. So. And that's why we stuck around for a bit. And looking back now, I probably should have listened to him and I should have, you know, he, he did warn me and say, you know, I don't think she's she's the right one for you. So, loser. you know, I should, but whatever. You know, you say you like him, so it doesn't really matter now at this point in our lives. <laughs> You're such a jerk. Yeah. But yeah, so. But, uh, go ahead. He's been around, I mean, like you said in your own strange way, <laughs> I've known him almost as long as I've known you. And it was always kind of like the three of us going and doing things and just being stupid and fun. And it was so entertaining. I always enjoyed like when we'd have like, okay, we're going to go to AC for the night or weekend or whatever it is. And just watching you two be just the dumbasses that you are. Yeah, <laughs> it was, pretty much. Always entertaining. Olsen and just taking out a garbage can. He's just walking by it on accident. Oh, yeah. Like in the middle of the casino. Yeah. And just... Everything in the casino And everyone's like, stops. oh my God, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. It's one of those things you almost have to know him to understand why that's so right. funny. Oh, uh, he's, he's, that's his trademark move. He's done it yeah. many of the times. And, and another thing that um, wasn't mentioned in the interview that I actually want to mention. Mention it. So my hair right now is almost down to my butt. Right. His hair was longer than this at one point. It was. And he shaved it all it off to be a firefighter. Yeah. He, he says in the, uh, in the interview, he had to cut weight. Yeah. Oh, it was definitely so, like three right. pounds for but, sure. <laughs> uh, he was known as Frolson. Oh, that's funny. Like Afro. It was a fro, yeah. Yeah, Frolson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a bit. Yep. Uh, he, he's had many nicknames. Um, he's he's gone through many transformations of names in my phone. Yeah, he has. But lately, he is now Olsen is back to Olsen. Yes. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, this interview is super, like, interesting just because... We all see what firefighters do on TV and in the movies. and What we think they do yes, from what we see. Yeah. exactly. And he really breaks it down and gives us the inside scoop. It's like, uh, you know that saying, "If I, I wish I was a fly on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's it. He's, that's what he is. He's a fly. He's our <laughs> I mean, fly. Well, he's actually doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Being a fly on the wall means you just sit there and do nothing. <laughs> okay, okay. So, But he, he's our, like inside scoop eyes of what goes on yeah and he also tells how he 
has met Q from Impractical Jokers. Yeah. Because Q is and was a firefighter in in Olsen's firehouse. Yeah. So he's met him a couple of times and hung with him, and he actually showed me pictures. And yeah. I mean, it was nice that you know when Q has shows or whatever, he like tells the fire guys yeah. to you know. And that um, he kind of stays like true to like oh what if he's in the on the island I don't know if he's, I don't think he still lives there I don't really know but he'll go and stop by and see them and say hi and what's up and stuff yeah. like that. So I cool. mean I got to say one of the one of our favorite things about shows that they still rep Staten Island hard. Oh yes. And they yes. rep it in the right way and you yeah, know we definitely. love that so. With all the nonsense Jersey Shore stuff that well stuff that Jersey Shore brought to Staten Island. Yes. We were like so angry about that. And then when Practical Jokers came we were like yes this is Staten Island. This is what we do. We Act like fools just for our own humor. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all right, let's get into the interview. We will come back and talk a bit more. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a good one, so check it out. Enjoy it. Uh, hit him up. His uh, social media is linked to this episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank him for being a firefighter and saving us. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about it a little bit. We're not going to get too far into it, but uh, New York has a special place in our hearts for... Oh, firefighters. Of course. Of course. Um, we lived it, so we know all about it. And we're not going to get too much into that because no, we like to keep things, you know, but it is a part of our lives. Definitely. And all that. So it's it's history of who we are and what made us. Mm-hmm. And speaking of what made us, he is, I mean, Olsen is the reason I am who I am today. Definitely. A big part of it. You guys grew up on the same block. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, everyone, everybody's favorite line is, what was in the water? Of that street that we yes. lived on. Oh, I, it's still said. Yeah. I've said that probably within the past like month or so. <laughs> like, what did they feed you guys there? Like, yeah. What was in the water we, uh, on that street? Because all the crazies that lived on the street where they grew up. Uh, we, yeah. Including them. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, we, we did our thing. Yeah. And uh, there was one other thing I was going to say based on that. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I interrupted. But uh, no, it's fine. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So we go back way, way, way back. Mm-hmm. And uh, all right, check it out. We're gonna get into the interview. I'm sure I remember what I was gonna say, and then I'll say it, and then it'll be good, and the episode will end there because that's how we do it here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So here's the interview. Anything goes with New York City firefighter Keith Olson. Hey, 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 what's going on? What's happening? Welcome to another episode of the Anything Goes podcast. So today on the podcast, we have a New York City firefighter, Keith Olson. Uh, I've known him for his entire life, pretty much my entire life. We grew up as neighbors, became friends, best friends, tank team partners. He's, uh, he's pretty much my brother in life, and I uh, was so happy to have him. We spent countless hours of our lives together, and I spent many of the best days and nights of my life uh, with him right by my side. So uh, this episode is long overdue, and uh, this is the perfect time to have you on the podcast because we have like a hometown stretch of heroes going on uh, this month. And I have to say, out of all the people we had as guests on our show, you are the one who stayed in our hometown to help the streets of where we grew up. You're the only one. So uh, we appreciate you for that. And uh, there's no, really no bigger hero than a firefighter, and you're considered New York's bravest, and that's a hero to me. So, uh, Keith Olson, welcome to the Anything Goes podcast. Going on, Greg. What's happening? I'm so, a, you must be really scraping the bottom of the barrel to get me. 
Oh, come on. It, it's kind of like we saved the best for last. You know what I mean? All right, all right. All right. I'll take that. I'll take that. It's kind of how we did it. <laughs> and, uh, so what's happening? How you doing? Yeah, not bad. Hanging out. Yeah. Just working. Uh, I was actually got, you caught me on an off day, so. Very good. Trying to get high for overtime and all that, but. Okay. Well, I'm good to be off. I slept till 11 o'clock today like a bum, but. <laughs> hey, you deserve it. You work hard. Yeah. You do your thing. I try. Uh, so, so what's life like with uh, these crazy times of COVID? Um, in, inside the firehouse or outside the firehouse? What do you want to know? Um, in both. Both. I mean, I caught it last year, the COVID, at, uh, in April. I had it for probably about two weeks. And to tell you the truth, I think I worked with it, and I didn't even realize it. Wow. It was like, uh, I mean, I'm not sure the exact date, but I remember waking up. I'm like, well, I have a headache. All I had was a headache. And then we, or during that time, we were pretty much working – uh, they call it like an ABCD chart. So you're working, I was in letter B. So A would work, B would work, C would work, D would work. And then just keep rotating like that. Okay. And uh, as it started going, my house got absolutely crushed by it. I think we had 30, like, I think 30 something guys that got affected by COVID out of 50. So at one point it was like, you off a day, you worked, you off a day, you work, off a day, you work. And uh, I was working one day, and I just woke up with a headache. I'm like, eh, right, not really thinking anything of it. Next day, came home, headache, 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 headache. And then I won't actually say it was WrestleMania last year. I worked Saturday, and we had, like, a couple of runs after whatever. I didn't sleep that great. So I came home, and I slept for, like, four hours, slept to like, 1 o'clock. Came downstairs, made some lunch, back to sleep for another hour. Jeez. I was like, I'm probably just tired, not thinking anything of it. And I did laundry, and I'm like, Holy shit, I'm fucking exhausted. So I'm like watching WrestleMania, sleeping. So then I go into work Tuesday, a Monday. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see how I feel in the morning. If I don't feel good. Uh, I'm just going to say I got it. I'm going to go get tested or whatever. Monday morning, I wake up. I feel like, all right, I just had that little headache. Take a shower, head into work. And this is when we were working 24 hour shifts. So I'm sitting there, sitting down at the couch, maybe around 10 o'clock. My eyes start closing. And I just felt like absolute shit. And I'm like, oh my God, I felt terrible. I think it was like kind of warm out and I had a hoodie on and my friend, my friend Louie was like, what the, what, uh, am I allowed to curse on this thing or no? Yeah, go for it. It's the Anything Goes podcast. Oh, it's Anything Goes. All right. So fucking yeah. I. No, but he's like, uh, he's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? you gotta, he's like, you fucking have it. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, all I have is that headache. And I'm like, today I feel a little sluggish. He's like, you have it. So I finished the day at work, probably stupid move. I probably should have just said, you know what? I'm not right. feeling good. I'm going to leave, but I don't want to make the guy short for the tour or whatever. So uh, Tuesday to go get tested, and then it was a whole, oh, well, you got to schedule an appointment. So then my schedule was Thursday. Take my schedule Thursday. Thursday, I start feeling fine again. I got my results back, I think, Monday, COVID. Wow. So after I, I probably had it, I probably should have went out when I first got the headache. And then I think I was out for, I think, maybe about two weeks with it, because then you had this quarantine and do that whole entire thing. But right. during it, I felt like that Thursday when I took the test, I was like, wow, I feel really good. But uh, everyone was, like, scared to go in. We were doing, like, protocols on sure. on types of runs where if we had, like, a – usually, like, a CO or a gas run, like, all of us would go in. But now with COVID, we're kind of, like, maybe keeping, like, two guys at back. Okay. Two guys go in, and we're just trying to, like, whatever. And us as whatever, we always want to – where I work, we, we uh, there's four positions. There's irons, a can, an OV, and a roof. The OV and the roof, like, outside – Right. And the irons and the can always the inside. Everyone always wants the irons position. But during yeah. COVID, everyone's like, I'll take the OV, I'll take the roof. And we would give them like the, the other guy would take the irons because we didn't want to go in because everyone's like, someone has COVID in there, could pass it to like us. And then 
right. you got to think if you have kids at home or your wife, you're going to be bringing home to them, which, yeah. I mean, again, which happened in my house. 30-something guys in my house got it. So one guy's yeah. wife was actually hospitalized. She had, like, double pneumonia. She now, I don't think she ever made it to, like, a ventilator, but she was, like, really close. Okay. Uh, Did everybody uh, recover? Yeah, everyone, everyone's recovered right. now. And, and uh, if, if you don't mind, could, could we start from the beginning of this, uh, of this career of yours? All six years of it? Yeah, sure. Yay. So what made you want to become a, a firefighter? Um, to be honest with you, I was, I was very gung-ho on take every city test. Like, uh, my father was a mailman for – he actually just retired last year. Pending an illness, he probably would still be working if he didn't get sick. Oh, definitely. He's, he's been a, a federal worker for 40-something years, so I don't know. It's just something that I looked into, like get into a union and get a pension, get something that pays a pension and all that. And uh, I pretty much just took every test I could. I took the cop test, took the mailman test, took court officer, and then uh, took the fireman. I guess I just got lucky on one Saturday and scored, did good on the test. And then my brother's friend, uh, you know, you know, Cal, Cal Reno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he got, he found out before I did what my score was. He called me. I was like, "Yo, I'm like, what's up?" He's like, uh, "You're getting fucking high. You're gonna be a fireman." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Bro, I'm telling you, you're gonna be a fireman." I'm like, uh, "How do you know?" He's like. Well, I'm looking at your score right now. Your list number is set like 1,700, and you scored a 101 on the test. Like, they make roughly around three, 4,000 people. He's like, you're in unless you have something wrong with you. And he's like, I know you, you're in decent shape. And I'm not going to say, I'm not in great shape. But he's like, you're in decent shape. You should be okay. Wow. And I'm like, oh, shit, this might be happening. Okay. Uh, but, again, I, I mean, it never really was like, uh, when I was a kid, it was never really like a dream. Like, oh, I want to be a firefighter when I grow up, like yeah. some people, but. Again, I just got lucky, and they called me, and I couldn't be happier. Very good. Could you see yourself doing something different right now? Uh, I hate to say it. No, I can't. Yeah, well, good. That, that's yeah, a good yeah. answer. Still be making sandwiches at Panera Bread if I probably didn't. <laughs> well, top, top of sanitation, because both them told me to after uh, right. I started going through with the vitamin, and I just didn't even pursue it. Gotcha. I, was, I wasn't leaving this. Right. And uh, so, so you took the test. You, you killed it. Yeah, and then me being a stupid idiot when I was working at Panera Bread, I told them, oh, I'm going to be a fireman. They're like, oh, really? Okay, because we were going to make you like a GM of this store, but now you're on the back burner, so uh, we wow. need a guy out in Rockville Center for two weeks, so you're going to go out here for two months. So I'm driving to Rockville Center every day from Staten Island. Yeah. And uh, they found someone else, and I came back to Staten Island for, I think, a month. Then they're like, oh, we're going to ship you out to Brooklyn now. So I was in Kings Plaza when yep. he was out by and visiting me back in the, back in the day. I remember, yeah. I worked out in East New York, and, and you were like 20 minutes from me. Yeah, no, you stop by and we used to wave at each other like idiots, but <laughs> yeah, I, I hated that. If I was, if I wouldn't have said anything and just kept, I was, thought I was doing the right thing, giving them a heads up saying, exactly. within a year I might be out of here, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't say anything until I got like this package in the mail, but again, stupid stupid on my part, but it is what it is. You live and you learn, and exactly. I, think, I think you got the better, the better part of the deal on this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. So, uh, so, so as TJ would say, you, you killed the test. Killed the test, yeah. <laughs> and, and that brings you to, to the Fire Academy. Oh, that, that was a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what was that like? What can you tell it's us just, about? It's just yeah. brutal. It's out in Randall's Island, which is, I mean, with traffic, probably about an hour and a half away. I mean, right. no traffic, for, uh, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. So just getting up every morning, and you're going there. Again, I'm getting up 4.30 in the morning. I mean, getting up out of bed, we're leaving our house around 5.15. Me and my carpool guy, like, you pick pretty much four guys that you carpool with. Right. So one of us would drive every week. So I drove the first week, and then this other kid would drive second week. And then you're driving pretty much once a month. But, again, it's just brutal, brutal drive to get there. 
which is first off. And then um, then you get there. Now you got to, like, just guys yelling at you. You're working out. You're trying to learn. Just They're just physically beating up your body. So what would you say was the uh, hardest part of the academy? Personally, I, I would say the running was probably the worst part just because I'm not the smallest guy. You know that. I'm 5'8", 200 pounds. I'm a fat little meatball, but – yeah, you're I'm stocky, in, yeah. yeah, I'm a stocky guy. Like so, it's, everyone says, "Oh, you're a typical, typical of your fireman or whatever." But running, just I always hated it. And you have to do the, you have to do a mile and a half run to get into the academy, and it's uh, you got to do it in under 12 minutes. So me not being the best runner, I think to get in, I think I did it in 11:45. Hey, as long as you do it in 11:59. Yeah, pretty much it. And then the next week when we actually, when once you pass that, you got to go in and you get your books, you sign up, you do your orientation, you sign your paperwork, your taxes, all your uh, forms and everything. And then day one again, now that now it's like, oh, now they're just going to hammer you. And then they had to do the run again, which I did not want to do. Right. And the run, I think I did in 1151. So I actually went down in time. All right, whatever. Pass. Then you have to do like these, uh, I think you have to do pull-ups. I think you have to do five pull-ups, which I think I did might have did like seven or eight. Well, I don't even remember. Then you had to do uh, 30 push-ups in a minute. I think I did, I don't know, 40, 45, whatever. And then right. sit-ups. I remember I did 30. You had to do 30 in a minute. I did 33. But when they typed it, they put a three saying I only did three sit-ups. So no. then they're like, we have to go to remedials for sit-ups. What? No way I did three sit-ups. And I like went to the guy and I told him. No like, way. Are you fucking trying to dog it? Are you, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to tell me my guys made a mistake? And I'm like. You're right. I'm, you're right. All right. I'm, and then, like, again, you didn't have to go to remedials for sit-ups. You had to go for the run. So I, I never really went to work out remedials. It was just fucking like, are you kidding me? Like, I, no I only did sit-ups. I'm doing everything else fine. Again, <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm fat and out of shape, but whatever. <laughs> but, uh, again, that was just, uh, you pretty much start your day. You get there. You're, you're, the main, big thing about the fire department is they always want you there an hour early. So if your tour starts at 9 o'clock, they want you there by eight, and it's kind of just like a relief thing. Like you come in an hour early for the guy, and uh, we would start at I think six fifty would be our first class, so we would have to be there by five fifty. So we would get there probably around five twenty after. Or, wait, was it? I don't even remember the times actually. But you had to be there an hour early, so we would right. sleep in the car for like twenty minutes when we got there. Get up, walk in, sit in the auditorium. Then it, in the auditorium, they didn't want you talking. If you were in the auditorium for an hour, they wanted you studying. So everyone was open with their books, mm. playing with knots, practicing knots, eating breakfast, mm. getting your stuff ready for the whole day. So they consisted of uh, was three classes in a day, uh, a lunch, and PT, which PT was like the worst because you would go to a class. Then your second class always was PT, which was, all right, now we're going to just beat up your body, do push-ups, calisthenics, burpees, and then we're going on a, on a run for – three to four miles, and you were doing that every day. And you would go to class, lunch, class, and you would go home. Wow. And they had uh, two different times. So it was either, I think it was 6.50 and 8.50, so you were there later and early. Right. Early one was better because you were just getting home earlier, so you felt better. Exactly. With the later one, you were waking up a half hour later. That was it. We were waking up at 5 instead of 4.30. And then we would get there, and then we would sleep for like, two, like an hour in the car. Right. But sleeping in a car and sleeping in his bed is totally different. I'm sure you've done it. Yeah, and then, we did it, and then we did it in AC. We never <laughs> we did do it in AC for sure. <laughs> and and these runs would happen regardless of weather. If it was raining, it didn't matter. Uh, if it was raining, you were pretty much out there. But during I went during the winter, so a lot of it was ice. Okay. And if it was really like I remember there was one time there was like six inches of ice like on the ground. Wow. So like ice, right, so then we would do stuff in the inside. We would run stairs in the inside. 
and they would break it up into like circuits. Like you would do like workout in like this cafeteria thing, like doing all the burpees and stuff. And then the other group would be running steps, and you would have to like hold this pose over your head. Oh, all right, skip a step. Every step, yeah. like, it was just just brutal. But was, was there any points during the academy you felt like you you didn't you, you were gonna quit? Uh, the first the first two weeks were just the hardest. Like I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna do this. And then yeah. about, we ha- we take a test every uh, every week, like a quiz. Okay. I remember I failed my first. I passed the first quiz. I think with like an eighty. And 75 fell in there. Second quiz, I think I got a 65. And I'm like, shit, like, this is not good. Like, right. I'm fucking just tired. I don't even want to study. <laughs> but then once you get into, like, that third week, I remember I studied hard for that test. I got 100. And I got another 100. And I'm like, all right, it's starting to adapt. And then your body just starts. It's just, you're yeah. just adapting. That's it. So, again, you just get monotonous to the running, monotonous to the workouts. You're beating your body up. I mean, guys, guys fell out. Guys got hurt and had to quit. Yeah. What's the percentage of success rate in the academy? I'm not really sure. I think in mine, I think we started with 320, and I think we ended with 305. So we lost 15. Oh, okay. That's not People so say the winter is better. Like, I remember the next class after, after was 320, and I think they ended with, like, 280. So the summer is a little bit more brutal just because of heat and who's passing out from right. heat. Like, again, we were going through cold times. Got it. So, uh, so, so, so you get through the academy, you pass it. Through. What now? So, so now you're, you're, you're officially a firefighter? That's it. I mean, uh, you, once you pass the academy, you're pretty much in, but now you got to find a house. And uh, you really don't pick your house. They kind of just give it to you. Okay. And, uh, during the academy, they give you like a week where you go out to go out into the field like for a week. And you're just like riding in this other house as like just an extra person, learning the ways of the firehouse. Like you get in there. Oh, okay. This is what you're going to do. You're going to make breakfast. You're going to make breakfast. You're always going to be moving. You're not really going mm-hmm. to town. And I actually went to uh, Brighton Beach, which was like, I think it's engine 246 and ladder 169. Right. Yeah, it's a cool house. They call it the Jewel the Eighth. So I get there. I'm like, oh, it's a good house. And then towards the end of the academy, they had this run. I'm not sure if you guys remember him. Uh, Guy Ann Bellis. I'm not sure if you remember the name. But he died in like 2014. Okay. Fire, so they had like a memorial run for him. So right. they told us like, if you live on Staten Island, go to this run. Just help set up. Like you're gonna give out water bottles, bananas, and just helps help keep it in order since you guys are doing it. So I get there and I see one of the officers there that was in 246, and he's like, "Hey, uh, uh, a lot of my guys are talking about you. They seem to like you a lot. Would you mind coming out house?" And I'm like, "I would love to. I mean, if you guys if you guys like me that much, I would love to be part of that house. I had no issues there. Really? Or uh, the, the last day of the academy, come, they give you your company. So I'm like, "All right, I'm waiting to hear engine 246 or well, 169." Yeah. Right, whatever. Again, I didn't know where I wanted to go. Part of me wanted to stay on Staten Island just to stay close to home because of course. Staying yeah. there with when they were making me travel, I despise the hate traveling. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, all right, but this one's right over the bridge. It's not a bad drive. And I'm sitting out here, don't hear 246, and then I'm sitting there, like, not even paying attention. They're going through ladder, ladders, which I never thought I would be in a truck because mm. every time I was in an engine drill, they'd be like, you're a typical engine guy. Just you're five foot eight, you're 200 pounds, you're a perfect engine guy. I would do something in the truck. I would mess up with something with the one of the cool. <laughs> I don't worry about it. You're an engine guy anyway. So then I hear, ladder 86, Olsen. I'm like, what? Where the fuck's ladder 86? Really? I go in the Bronx, whatever, thinking I'm like, holy shit. Oh, I'm like, no. I, I didn't get 246. And then come to find later, 246 found this uh, other kid who knew somebody that's gotcha. probably very big on the football team now because the kid was like a – I went to high school with the kid. The kid was very good in sports when I played with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
he went there, I guess just that. Yeah, sometimes that's what it is. If you're a goalie in hockey and some houses know about it, yeah, we're getting that goalie because we're a hockey house and we need a goalie. So. All right. Makes sense. <laughs> Which um, I'm not the best athlete. I'm sure you can tell. Oh, you, 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 average. average, average player all around, I would say. All right, so, so maybe you're not really good at one thing, but you, but you're good, at, really good at a lot of things. I like that. That's a good I, way to look at I'll it. I'll definitely say. Like a Swiss Army knife. <laughs> there you go. And and at some point in the uh, this whole process, there's there's got to be some sort of medical test or something, right? That they give yeah, you. Yeah, actually, the medical before you get in, you have to do a medical process where uh, okay. you got to go through like the psychological. If you take the the written test, you got to go to like a psychological test, a medical evaluation, make sure your body's right, not wrong with your heart, you didn't have any broken bones. And uh, I remember the first time I went, I was like, all right, whatever. And then the first time you go, you have to do the stairmaster thing where you walk for like sixty seconds, you get off. They put a vest on you, and you got to keep your some type of something with your heart, like your BPM or whatever, something underneath your age minus two twenty. So mine was one seventy two. So the first okay. time I did it, I was at one seventy eight. Three minutes failed, you're off. But wow. if you fail, you're good. You get a second chance to go. Right. The second chance you go, you get to uh, do the stairs. But if you can keep going, you keep going. It's actually it's five minutes and twelve twelve seconds. And if you if your heart rate's over. Then you have to go to eight minutes without touching the rails and keep the vest on, which I was zoned in to do 20 minutes of dancing. So, like, I'm not really – I wasn't really worried about that. Yeah. I was more worried about just, like, if there's anything wrong with my heart or anything else physically, body, my body. So, uh, I remember doing, going back for the stairs, and there was maybe about 15 of us because all of us had to reschedule. So, I'm in the last group, so it's me and this one other kid. And I'm, I'm sitting there, me and the kid are, like, talking to each other, like, trying to, like, hype each other up, like, yo, we got this, yo, it's, it's eight minutes, and we're going to be fucking fine, and we're going to get into the academy, we're going to be golden. Yeah. So I remember going up, I get in, we put our vest on, we do our five minutes, 12 seconds, and I remember I'm getting to, like, five minutes, and I'm, like, just walking, I'm, like, all right, whatever, I, I got three more minutes, nothing. The guy stops me at 512, he goes, oh, your heart rate's under, you're good. I'm like, what? I'm good? So now the other kid's gone because his heart rate's over. So now really? I'm, like, trying to, like, coach him. I don't even know what the kid's name is. Like, probably, if I saw him again, I wouldn't even know it was him. <laughs> I remember just saying, like, all right, you got this, you got this. It's, like, seven, he's, like, six minutes, seven minutes, 7.45. He's just, like, trips, like, sidesteps, grabs the rail, done. And I'm, like, oh, my. Like, I didn't even know what to say. I was, like. No way. And, he, and he had, like, I tell him he had maybe 15 seconds left at most. It might even been less. It might even been, like, nine seconds. And I was, Damn. Like, but, and that was it? He was done? I'm not sure. Again, I never saw him again after that. I'm not uh, sure if he went back again. So, that's uh, terrible. I remember, I remember I passed the thing, the pass the Stairmaster, and I go there, and I uh, go to the doctor, and he's like, uh, I'm happy you passed the Stairmaster, but you're overweight. So uh, <laughs> right, uh, you're, you only have a 30-day window to like, come back. Right. I went to go do the stairs on day 28. Okay. So I had three days. So I'm saying, wow, like, right, to cut that weight. 206 pounds, you have to be at 199. So I have to lose seven pounds. And I'm like, all right. So I'm like, well, now what do I do? He's like, well, uh, you have three days left, so you can come back Monday, and you better be on the 199 pounds. Wow. All right. So I went home, started the gym, went to the gym, threw a sauna suit on, back on the stairs, back on the bike, and I just tried, like, doing everything. And I remember I had the next day with uh, my wife, Joanna, you know, Joanna. Mm-hmm. My lovely, sweet wife. Oh, she's the best. She's the best. She is. But, uh, it was the first time I met my brother-in-law. His family, like, they had a okay. block party. 
So I get to this block party, and they're like, yo, have a hamburger hot dog. I'm like, nope, I'm good. I'm not eating. Like, I'm not eating. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I, ate, I ate early. I'm good. Which all I had earlier was probably a little spinach and a piece of grilled chicken and maybe a yogurt cup. That was it. Right. So they're like, all right, have a beer. I'm like, no, no, I'm not drinking. They're like, you're not drinking. My kid, like, despised me. He's like, why are you drinking? You're at a block party. <laughs> I'm like, that's something going on right now. Like, I don't know you like that. I'm like, I'm actually trying to get to the fire academy, and I have seven, like three days to lose seven pounds. Right. He's like, uh, and he still like calling me out, but he was probably wasted or whatever. My oh, my yeah. brother-in-law was like sticking up for me a little bit. So I remember the first time I met him, I just gave them all a bad impression. Right. Then Sunday comes, same thing. I'm hitting the gym up, sewing a suit, whatever. And then Monday morning, I think I had to be there by around eleven. I call Katona. Right. I'm like, bro, what are you doing around? He's like, no, nah, I'm just home. I'm like, would you mind coming over and shaving my head? He's like, why? I'm like, I got to pass this FDNY test. I'm like, I'm doing anything I can to get whatever I often. Interesting. In my hair, it's a little fucking nappy. Right. So he, sh- he comes over, he shaves it. I shave, I think I shave my legs. I get there and I'm like, all right, I- all I'm here to do is weigh in. So I remember I, I get there at like 12.10. Joanna drove me. I get to like 12.10. They're out for lunch. So I'm like dehydrated. Oh, I don't want to drink anything. I don't want to eat anything. Yeah. I gotta sit there till one o'clock waiting for the doctor to come in. <laughs> Get there at one. I jump on the scale. 192 pounds. Good to go. 192. Wow. Uh, 14 pounds in three days. <laughs> Damn. So I was like, all right. So then, then, then I went to the academy, and then crazy. Right. Wow. Some story. All right. So, so you passed the medical. You passed. The, I don't know how you passed the. Uh, the psychology part of it, but whatever. Well, that's the best part. Um, psychological, they would sit there and they would ask you, like, a que- like when you, after you took the test, mm-hmm. they would ask you a question, like a random question, and they would, like, sit there and look at, like, four answers. Like, they had psychologists, like, psychologists there, so questions, it was 100 questions or whatever. So question four, 16, 48, and let's say 85 all should match up, like, with the same answer. Right. And they ask you that question, like, in person, and if they match up, you're good. If you, like, slip, then you read whatever. The kid in front of you, they ask him the same question, and he said something like, you got to come back for your medical anyway, right? They're like, all right, you're going gonna to have to see a psychiatrist, which is, if you want to have any problems, probably, probably have the most fucking head problems in the world anyway, so. Jeez. Wow, so you took some journey, and finally, some way, somehow, you make it to the firehouse. Yeah. So what was that like, first day walking into to the firehouse as a rookie? Uh. First day, I remember we were in our class A's. They give you the company before. When I was saying before, when I found out, I found out Ladder 86 is on Staten Island. And I okay. go with this other kid uh, that was, I never even met in the academy, but he was in Alpha. I was in Bravo. And we go up to him and meet him. I'm like, well, we're in the same company. I think it'd be better if we walk in together, shit like that. I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, he's like, I got to stop and get cookies because they want you to bring like, you got to bring like, they didn't say knock with your elbows. It's like a big thing. So you want to come with. The hands full of like cakes and stuff and whatever cookies or cigars or whatever. So I remember I walk in, I went to Junior's Cheesecake the day before with my buddy and we got like cheesecakes. So I'm bringing like, this is top of the line cheesecake. I'm walking with Junior's Cheesecake, spent $70 on cheesecakes. <laughs> and Dave's like, I'm going to get cookies. So like, for whatever reason, I flew home. I think I made it home in like 38 minutes, parked outside the firehouse. Kid Dave comes hour 40. <laughs> Uh, you're waiting in the car the whole time? Or not? I'm waiting in the car, but I'm like, I'm not going without him. That's fucked up. Jeez. But at that point, I guess someone saw me pull up with, like, my little hat on and the blue shirt that we have on. So, like, someone comes knocking on my, my window. He's like, what the fuck you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm nervous as shit. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm waiting for the other guy. There's, there's two of us coming. So he's like, oh, so you're the early guy and he's the late guy. I'm going to tell All everyone right. that you're here early and you're waiting on the late guy. 
And I'm like, oh, like, now this, this kid's going to hate me now. And I'm like, all right, but it's all just just part of the ball break, and that's it. Yeah. So the kid Dave gets there, we show up. We, they tell you to, like, salute the guy when you walk in, like, high five, probationary firefighter Olsen, probationary firefighter Dave or whatever. We just walk in, meet everyone, and they actually did a nice little prank on us. Uh, oh, yeah. took my cheesecakes, and they hit them, and they put, like, weights in them. Like, you give us fucking weights? And then they were eating the kid Dave's cookies, and they were taking like, this one sucks, like, launching over their shoulder. Oh, right, right, right. Like, I, I, I knew that was going to happen. Right. So, like, the office is in the, uh, in the office. Uh, right. Go meet him. All right. So I go into the office, and um, there's, like, three other guys in there. It's so, like, then everyone leaves, and it's just me, Dave, and this kid, uh, this lieutenant, who looks young. Kid looks probably younger than me. And I'm like, wow, this kid, he's like, and he's not the tallest guy. He's probably, like, shorter than me. Okay. You, actually know, you actually know who it is. You, you okay. know who it is. Yeah. But, uh, he sits there and he's like, I know I look young. And he's like, starts having He's like, you guys better be on top of your fucking game. I'm just <laughs> yelling at us. Like, I'm like, we didn't even do anything yet. This kid's yelling at us. So uh, he just reprimands us. We walk out and I'm like, yo, that kid's a dick. And like yeah. 10 minutes later, then like we go in and then they break it to us that he's not the officer. He's just another firefighter, which was Louie. Right, right, right. Like, bro, I'm like, I, we thought you were the fucking biggest hit in the world. Like, we know what the fuck to do. And then they show us around the rig. And then we walk into the board. Then we walk in with the real boss. So funny. He's sitting there yelling at us. And the kid I'm with, he, like, looks behind the computer. And the officer's like, hey, I'm fucking talking to you. Look at my fucking eyes. Don't be looking at the, Don't be fucking daydreaming around here. And he's like, what group are you? Uh, who scored better on the test or whatever? And I think I was, like, ranked. I think I was, like, ranked 38th in the class. He was ranked, like, 70-something or whatever. She was like, all right, I'm taking you. You're in my group. You're going to the other group. Like, just just for you look at the fucking computer behind him. Wow. Fucking crazy. So and there I was and just saw it. And then the next day, actually, I had, next day we graduated. And then two days later, I showed up. And then, uh, right. then that's when everything just started ball breaking. And then got to just make sure you're on top of your game with everything. Yeah. Have you ever initiated a rookie at this point? Um... I have a good one planned, but I n- I'm never in. Okay. Every time like, we get a new probie, I'm never in, and I'm always <laughs> like, I'm going to go in. But I want to dress up as, shave my head, do the whole thing, show up, like, with them, and either, like, be a complete, like, dick and, like, start, like, back-talking everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, or, like, walk in and be like, I can some go grab toilet paper and, like, know what everything is and just start, like, running circle around him. <laughs> uh, I never did it yet, but, again, we, uh, you have fun with them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fun. Yeah, again, it's like again they did it to us. Bust their balls again. It happens every day. We bust. That's part of like that's how you get through it. Like you just bust some balls all day. You guys have like a brother and sisterhood, so it really it really is like a like a high school football locker room. Which that's yeah. I played high school football. It's the way it reminds me of, like that same type of ball breaking. Then when shit gets serious, you, you know you you guys are there for you. Know, yeah. You got each other's back. That's mm-hmm. the way it should be. And uh, do you remember what it was like the first time you got a call and? uh Oh, yeah, it was like, that was my, uh, the first, a uh, good call, or, uh, actually, my first call was actually technically a fire, it was a dumpster fire. Really? So I remember, like, just, like, oh, my God, like, what the hell's going on? And, like, right. once you get a tone to go off, and, like, they always say, like, you want to be the first one on the rig, so I'm sitting out, like, run on, I'm, like, sitting on the rig, and everyone's, like, hand is on, like, I just got on fast, I guess, or whatever. We get there, and it was, like, a little fire, so we had to open up, like, it was behind Walgreens, open near, like, Santa Island Hotel over there. Okay. And dumpsters went off on fire, so they were putting right. it out, and then we, like, Oh, like ripping it open, like open, open it up and whatnot. But I remember just that was like my first call, but right. Not really. I'm not counting that as a fire. Okay. My first fire, actually, it was actually my first real fire was actually not even a fire. It was actually uh, a shooting, which was fucking crazy. 
A shooting. Yeah. Uh, there was a lieutenant that got shot from a guy getting, like, barricaded in his house. It was absolutely, like, Jeez. this is, like, three months after, and I'm just, like, I remember going, and you hear the word they give is a 1075. It means, like, there's a fire. Okay. So uh, it's, what time is it? It's probably, like, 6 o'clock, 5.45 in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. Run comes over, residential, August 23rd, if I remember the date right. Okay. So we we get there, and, like, I remember I'm putting my stuff on. I'm actually in the engine. I'm not in the truck this time. So I was covering, I was working for somebody in the engine. Right. And, uh, I remember I'm putting my stuff on, like, getting it ready, and then I hear, give a 1075 on this. So now you know, like, all right, now we're going to, like, a structural fire or whatever. So my my nerves are starting to jump a little bit. My first mm-hmm. time, I'm, like, actually in the, in the engine, and now I'm, like, going to be in, on, the, on the hose line. I'm like, all right, whatever. And we get there. And it's, like, not really, like, you don't really see fire, but you see, like, smoke billowing out the, the window, the door. So we pull up, we get the, we start turning in to, like, get everything in position, and you see a pop, 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 pop. You see a gunshot popping off. And you hear, yeah. like, uh, something given, like, this guy got shot, officer, officer got shot. So they go in, they, they kind of pull him out because he got shot right in the front. And uh, we get him out, and then I remember, it was just crazy. I remember, I like, standing behind the rig, and I'm like, I was, I don't know why, I was, like, really calm. I don't know what the fuck is going through my head. Like, again, really? on the rig, I'm, like, nervous as shit. But when we get there, like, I'm very calm. Like, my boss is like, get behind the rig. I'm like, I'm already behind the rig. And I'm just going to, like, yeah. kind of follow you. You're my officer. I'm just going to kind of, like, stay near you. I'm good. The other guy that was on, like, helping with that just takes off down the block. Just starts running. Kid's like a big kid, like six foot five. No <laughs> way. Down the street, like, what the fuck happened? But he was, like, kind of in peripheral of the window. So he was checking a hydrant. Okay. <laughs> it was just like crazy. So then we get him out. We get him on this like basket. We cut a fence. We get him on an ambulance and we get him out. Come to find out, it was uh, it was like a, a, some guy trying to barricade himself in. So he threw like a smoke bomb to like defer everyone off, and he had a gun on him. But no way. when they showed up, me, my uh, my company, the truck, they were like mm-hmm. out front, like masking up, and there was two like marshals there. I'm like not thinking anything of it. They didn't say anything to us. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just muscles there, like, trying to arrest this guy, like, knocking on the door at 5 o'clock in the morning, catch you off guard, and then you're arrested and you're coming in. Right. Then we were there for the next fucking, again, the guy barricaded himself in. We weren't getting in, and we were just, like, there for the next, I think we got back at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon from that room. Jeez. Crazy. So, I remember we were doing this, doing that, and then they actually ended up killing the guy, which is a shame, but they called us up. They're like, there's a bunch of ambulances there, which is funny because I was in the engine, and they're like, engine 166, come to the command post. You're, you're going to be the CFO unit. There's like 900 ambulances here. What the hell do you need us for? Like, okay, we're, okay. we're like, uh, they call us, uh, not for, like, first, we're pretty much certified first responders. So, like, when we go to, like, an EMS run, we're there just to, like, get your oxygen. If you fell, try to help you out, like, stuff like that. If you're starting to have a stroke, we can start CPR. But just, like, we just get that fast in the ambulance. They just want somebody there to right. kind of do it. And one ambulance comes on, they take over. But I remember yeah. saying, like, why the hell are they, why the hell are they calling us to see a bar engine when there's 57 ambulances here? There was, Everybody, the cops, this, that, but uh, that was probably one of my craziest, wow. craziest ones I've had in, yeah. in my career. For sure. And uh, does the nervousness of driving to call ever, like, do you ever get used to that? Uh, you get used to it. And again, once you hear the 1075, it's like, it's more, exhil- it's a little exhilarating. Like, you're kind of like, all right, we're going to fly here now. And uh, there was a couple, like, when you get, you go on, like, extra alarms. Like, they'll get a second alarm or a third alarm. And, like, sometimes you go on that. Like, I remember one we had in on Jersey Street, we went on third alarm, and we were actually in, like, the house next door that caught this one, like, it, like this was the fire, and it auto-exposed into the next building, and we were in that building, like, operating, like, same thing, because now there's, like, 
they give a multiple line. It just kind of goes in extension. Got so it. we were in like one of the buildings where it extended to. And all right, now on the truck, are the sirens loud when you're when you're in the truck? Yeah, I'm probably losing my hearing. Probably you hear it. They're, they're loud from the outside, so they're loud from the outside. People don't people don't even pay attention to them sometimes. No. <laughs> the other day we were actually driving somewhere. I think it was uh, my I don't think it was a fire, but it was like a residential call or a possible fire. Okay. And we're at Travis and uh, Richmond, where the camera light is. Right. So we're coming. Right. No one wants to go through the camera light. So we're sitting yeah. there for about 36 and blasting on the siren for someone to move, and no one wants to move because no one wants yeah. to take it on the camera light. But I think if you get a ticket on the camera light and they see a fire truck come through 10 seconds after, right. you're not going to get the ticket. But yeah. People are just oblivious. Jeez. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean... I can understand it, but at the same time, use some common sense that, you know, like you said, they're, they're probably not going to get the ticket if that's the case. But Right. Yeah. Um, and do you guys have the right of way on every situation on the road? Like, like what, what if there's a school bus with the, with the stop sign out? I guess the school bus would have to put the stop sign in. Good question. Um, yeah. I think they would defer to us. Yeah, right. I think they would probably they would probably keep it open and maybe, like, wave us through. I, I'm not really sure okay. how that protocol works. Right. That's a good question, though. <laughs> well, hey, that, that's, that, that's that's what I do here. <laughs> that's a both world in it. <laughs> Is there any certain routine or good luck superstition that happens when you guys get a call, in, like either in the firehouse, on the truck, on the way, anything that you guys do that just, I don't know, any, any like? Uh, not, not really good luck, I would say. Like, what do you think, like, uh, and now pronounce the truck wire where they're, like, bump helmets or exactly. something like that? Exactly. No, what do they say, like, going... Together, come out together. Something. Yeah, yeah. So man, no, we don't really do any of that. I mean, the most we'll do is like we'll kind of like if we know it's something good, we'll like we'll just talk it up. Like say like, all right, well, me and you're gonna go do this, and uh, make sure you do this, and just kind of like just play it out in people's head of what they're gonna actually do. But right. nothing, yeah. nothing like no good luck on. I mean, yeah. right here I'm going to residential. I mean, I kind of try my face piece on just to right. make sure it's good and make sure I'm all buckled up the right way. Whereas if it's like an older guest, I might be a little bit more lax. On it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but they said something like going together and come out the same way. Yeah, yeah exactly, I remember. Remember so, my pumping helmets or something like that. Exactly. <laughs> no, nothing like that. So, uh, I mean, I'm sure some guys do. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, maybe you're more buffy guys. I'm not really a big buff guy, so. Okay. So speaking, speaking of, like, different movies and TV shows, uh, how realistic are these, like, scenes in the movies and TV shows? Uh, it's, I mean, you, it's not that clear. That, that I can tell you for sure. When you walk into something like you're you you can't see. Sometimes you can't even see in front of your hand. Wow. I can't put my hand right in front of my face and I can't even see it. Jeez. So, um, they we uh, in the academy they used to call it the Hollywood lights, the Hollywood fire, where everything's really? like all bright. But now, like when you're there, but now when you're home, like in, like in an actual house, everything starts burning. Like all these your TV and all that's giving off like a black, like a black heavy, fancy shit. But that's why they kind of want you to, like, vent it, and then but you got to vent the right way. And when you're venting, it kind of starts lifting out, and you'll start seeing a little clearer. Usually they say they want you to just, like, crawl and just keep feeling the wall and don't lose your wall. If you get turned around, you could end up in a bad position. And uh, what do you say is, like, the biggest misconception about being a firefighter? What, what do people say that you hear most that isn't true about you guys? That we're all great cooks. Oh, really? Every time I walk into the supermarket, oh, who's the chef? Who's the chef? <laughs> but, uh, I, actually, I guess that is pretty true because we actually are, some of us are actually really, really good cooks. But, right. but but not all of you. Not all of us. There's some guys that don't even know how to strain pasta. Well, that, that, that would be me if I was in the house. 
And there's some guys that don't even know how, even know how to use a can opener. Uh, okay. I'm speaking a couple guys in my house, but uh. But th- th- that's where electric can openers come come in handy. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why they have electric ones. So, so for those guys who who don't, you know, do any cooking, do they have other designated jobs in the house? Well, I mean, usually they try to jump in a sink. It depends. It it also depends on how much time you have. Right, right. If you don't know how to cook and you have 17 years on you with a bunch of guys under six years, you could just sit there and not do anything, and no one's gonna see <laughs> Exactly. Which yeah. it happens, but again. Then you have your other guys that don't really jump in, and again, but I'm not gonna lie. I think I became a pretty, no, I'm not gonna say good cook, but decent cook since yeah. I started. Well, you had your experience in, in the deli in Panera Bread. Yeah, yeah, again, but making sandwiches and making other things <laughs> is different. Again, I can make a roast beef sandwich better than anybody. But all right, and and at what point does a firefighter become like a veteran that they no longer? I mean, that certain amount of years. Was there something that, you know, that they're like, all right. Once you kind of, your first, I think your first 18 months, you're considered a probie. Okay. Or a probationary firefighter. Right. And then you're pretty much a junior guy for, I would say, I mean, you're, you're learning every day. But I want to say up to about 10 years, you're still a junior okay. guy. Again, top pay hits a five years, so that's what counts for mostly everybody. But <laughs> exactly. I want to say 10 years. But again, you're still learning something every day. Even if you don't, if you don't, you're going, someone's going to show you something different. If that's what's one thing that's great. You're going to learn something every day. And Got it. Whether it be something with construction and you use that outside and other other things, but uh, I, I want to say you're, you're learning every day, pretty much. Uh, it's a, this is an important question here, okay? And, and bump I wanna, it up. Bump it up. Let's go. But I'm gonna bump this one up. All right. To the top of the list, because this this is important. I want the truth on it. But what's it like sliding down that pole? Does it ever get old? Um, I don't do it often, actually. Really? Yeah, I've done it maybe ten times. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So when you get a call, you ought to, like, jump down the pole and slide Oh, some do. Yeah. Some people do. Oh, I would. I'd be doing it all day. Uh, I don't do it all. I mean, I don't do it all the time, but sometimes I do. <laughs> you guys, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty good. One of my offices used to have his cup of coffee and slide down at the same time and not slow oh, a cup of coffee. No. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's yeah. a skill right there. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Again, when I get like, my hands were burning. Okay. You know, I cut the inside of my knee. Wow. Oh, geez. All right. So, so you actually can get hurt being a firefighter? Uh, yeah, I think, I think you can, yeah. <laughs> are, are there other injuries besides sliding down the pole that uh that you've experienced, that you've gotten? Uh, yeah, I had one last year, actually. Like, uh, some guy was, like, operating a hose line, and he hit the back of my leg and, like, totally destroyed my knee. But uh, it was all in, like, crossfire, and, again, it happens. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I was out. For, I think I went out for maybe two, three weeks and started feeling better, and then went back. But, I mean, people get injury, people get hurt all the time. It's, that's why it's one of the, probably the most dangerous job out there. Of course, I've seen cops. I would say and cops is uh, if you're getting hurt, it might be something more serious than a little leg injury. So yeah. they deserve credit too. So oh, they get it, of course. Yeah. I mean, for sure. You uh, guys well, thanks. Depends on who you talk to. Well, I give you guys all the credit. I do. You and the police officers, especially in New York City, you guys, you know, you guys do your thing. Uh, all right, so th- this might sound like a silly question, but it's not. All right? If if there's a fire in your firehouse, do you guys take care of yourself, or do you have to call a different firehouse to come? Uh... Um, well, we probably, I mean, if we're there, we're going to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Like, so we you... had one where I, I wasn't there, but this happened, I think, right before I got on. The neighboring company is on Jewett, and they're also the bottle dispensary. So they'll give out, like, cylinders via mask with the oxygen and everything in it. Right, right. So uh, they went there, and there was just smoke pushing out of their kitchen. (laughs) 
So they yeah. must have some on the stove or in the oven, and they kind of just went because they were on a longer call, and no one ever turned the stove off. So when we got there, we showed up and, like, put it out. How funny. But, <laughs> okay. And I'm sure it happens, but... So it does happen, right, right, right. All right, and uh, have you guys, like... What would you say is the silliest call you've ever gotten to go to? Silliest call I've ever gotten to. Um, actually, I, I didn't go on this one, but uh, actually, I have one I went on and one I didn't go on. Okay. But someone once called up. I think this was in Manhattan because it was a, it was sent out in my group chat with the guys from my uh, squad when I was in like, academy. Right. Uh, it said CC, which is child caller. Right. It came over like a structural fire. Child caller states mixtape is on fire. <laughs> So they actually had to go to this house. Uh, they, I guess they started showing up like where they said a mixtape was on fire because the kids just dropped the crazy mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's hysterical. That's no great. way. And then you, the so, craziest one so, I've been So did they actually go and respond to that? I'm assuming so, yeah. I mean, they probably went and probably said one-on-one, like, what the hell's going on here? They saw it. Oh, my but goodness. When you want to come, you got to go. Yeah, so they're just saying the mixtape was, like, so good that... Yeah, it was on fire. <laughs> that's hysterical. I mean, not really, because, I mean, there could be a real situation that... Exactly, yeah. But... Again, but if you're... If when me and you were nine years old, we're not doing that shit, so... <laughs> um, the, the craziest one I was on was on was when uh, was an EMS run that came over as, like, person trapped or something. And then right. on the ticket it said, female handcuffed to bed, so... <laughs> But it was not like the girl was like, it was actually like over some like medicine. Okay. But, um, we actually had this guy who was like a chauffeur. Chauffeurs usually don't get off the raid unless it's like a fire or something. Mm-hmm. The chauffeur was the first one and ran off and went into the thing. He's like, what the hell is going on over here? <laughs> <laughs> like, what's going on here? And then like, and he walked out. Like, funny. <laughs> so, so, so there's no like saving cats and trees. That doesn't really happen. Uh, I mean, it happens. Like, yeah. like, they had a parrot story. They were trying to chase a parrot. <laughs> oh, uh, I saved the cat once from underneath the car. It was like in a wheel thing or something. Uh, cat fucking destroyed my hand, but I should have put a glove on. <laughs> and I know they saved one from like a, like a, you know, like where the gates come down for like a commercial place. Like there was like yeah. a cat fucking the gate or something. So uh, I had to put a ladder up, get it that way. Okay. I mean, those calls do happen too. They, okay. they make it a little bit, when you see it in TV shows and stuff, they make it a little bit more uh, pronounced. Like that, that's all we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. And has anybody ever, like, showed up to the firehouse with, like, hey, can we, like, check out the fire truck? Like, just, like, one like, time. They do, huh? Yeah. yeah. And could they get, like, a tour of the firehouse they wanted or no? That's, like... Uh, we usually keep it to, like, the apparatus floor. We'll show them around the ring. We really don't show them around the house. Yeah, but... We actually got a lot of it because, uh, I know, another, actually, another Staten Island guy that, uh, used to be a fireman, the guy Q from Practical Jokers. Right, He was right, actually right. a fireman. He was actually a fireman in my house. Okay. But, uh, so we get, like, a lot of people, like, oh, where's, like, they'll come to us, and they're like, where's Farrell High School? Uh, where's Ambrosino's, because he likes that pizza place, so we want to go get a slice of pizza from Ambrosino. Really? Does that happen? Yeah, so, like, we get, like, a lot of, uh, his, uh, fans coming by. Wow. They'll come by, they'll buy some shirts, and then, like, we have, like, one lady, she comes, like, probably three times a year, but, again, we, she didn't come this year because of COVID. Right. She was coming, like, three times a year. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. So does he still come by the firehouse? Um, he didn't, I haven't seen him since before COVID. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I guess for uh, precautionary reasons, but yeah, he, he stops in every time to time, and he'll throw off something like, oh, I have this going on, and you guys can get guys to come to this, or uh, I'm doing something here at Flagship, he launches beer, and we had a couple, we had a nice actually outing there. 
first for a couple of soccer games. He's a nice guy, very nice guy. Very good, cool. Oh wow, so that's that's crazy that people come by and uh, and ask questions about that. Yeah. And, yeah, and then again, you also get you guys that just want to wear all that fire. I mean, yeah, cool. And and can people like go and take pictures with the with the fire trucks and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Again, it's better when there's kids. It's weird when it's like uh, three 40 year old guys walking in that are just three 40 year old guys that are just so walking in. So I shouldn't come do that. Oh, no, you can come. Yeah, you can come. Oh, yeah, all right. Bring cool, your right. nephew and it won't be weird. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So can you uh, explain to us? Because I don't know, but what's the difference of an engine and a truck? A lot of people get this confused. A lot of people say, oh, the rig, the rig, the rig. But they're, in a way, they're both rigs. An engine and a truck. The engine is more of a like they're pretty much putting. They we go to a fire. The engine is pretty much in charge of getting water onto the fire, whereas the ladder is going in and doing your search and rescue and trying to open up and do everything else. They're not really operating with water, whereas the engine is pretty much the only difference. Gotcha. And uh, so we've known each other for for pretty much our whole lives. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I think I don't know myself. I know you know me the whole my whole life, so. Yeah, ninety-five percent of it. Yeah. Um, since you were born, we lived, you know, a couple houses from each other, and uh, we spent many nights uh, playing and watching wrestling games. Uh, facts. Facts, and even had some backyard wrestling matchups. Well, I, I miss those. I really do miss those days. We had some good <laughs> matches. Oh, it was me, you, Julio, Katona. We had good matches. Yeah. So we used to hang the belt from from the basketball hoop. Yeah, and we would fucking climb the ladder and get it, and yeah. it would fall off. And, <laughs> and we, we, we had a, a drunk guy come commentate our match one time. Oh, Dave Walsh, big Dave. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome when that happened. That was. You met him with the double, double DDD. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of ret- uh, wrestling, who, who's your favorite of all time? My favorite of all time? Uh, depends on which other, but I, I think I got to go with uh, Bret Hart's up there. Bret Hart. Yeah, he's up there. Bret Hart's up there. Michaels, Austin, the whole, you can go Ric Flair, Macho Man, Edge, okay. you can do them, like Kurt Angle. I can keep going. All right. Well, you mentioned uh, Bret Hart, and uh, not only did you mention him, but he mentioned you in a shout-out. Yes, you're right about that. My, I, I uh, saw that video. Yeah, it was Bret pretty good. Uh, some kid in my house got promoted, and I guess he had, uh, I guess, the cameo. I don't know what they do, cameo? Right, right. Those, uh, celebrities do. And uh, he had him, he had him shout me out just because he knew I was a big Bret Hart fan. And uh, actually, the guy that got promoted was actually a coach of mine when I used to play football. So when he said it, actually, like it actually, I didn't, I didn't tear up, but I got like a little choked, like not choked yeah. up, but I was like, wow, yes. fucking, he really didn't have to do that for me and whatever. But uh, it was definitely surreal when I saw that. I'm like, oh shit, Bret Hart just said my name. <laughs> Very cool. So, so he knows who you are. He knows you're a New York City firefighter. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. So that's cool. And uh, real quick, we, we've had our shares here, but uh, we've gone to many amusement parks and Six Flags. And what's your favorite roller coaster out there? I, n- I know you're a big roller coaster, roller coaster. amusement park guy. Um, I think it has to be something Six Flags. That's where we spent most of our time. We when, did, uh, yeah. Nitro. I don't even know. Nitro. Uh, I guess Nitro, El Toro. All right. Yeah, those yeah. are two classics. Yeah. King the Car is awesome, but it, it's just so short. Yeah. Actually making a new one. I'm not sure. They are. The, the, the Jersey Devil, it's called. Yeah, something like that. So I'm sure we'll go and get it. I haven't yeah. had a season pass in like six years, so maybe it's due to get one. I know. Yeah. I've, I've had season passes under many different names for some reason. I, I don't know why. But... I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> a 
Vegas stuffed animals might be involved, but um, I don't know. May or may not be. You, you were there for that incident, and you were there when, when I when I separated my shoulder too, huh? Uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. Not only were you there, you were you were part of the culprit of that. I was actually. I, I still feel bad about that, but um, mm. you were trying to be a tough guy, and you broke uh, like three guys that were bigger, than, a lot bigger than you. And I'm like, you're not getting by me. <laughs> and next thing I know, you get up and your fucking shoulder's sticking out of your uh, your shoulder, your bone sticking out of your shoulder. Did it look bad? That was that was. I injured a lot of people. That was probably the worst injury I ever gave anybody. Really? I, well, I, thanks, I, I feel bad that was to you. I appreciate that. Well, I broke Santino's ankle. Yeah. Uh, was it his ankle? Yeah, I broke Santino. But you broke Tony's collarbone, too. I do, I, it, I had to, like, pay it forward, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think you broke it first. I think I had to pay it forward. <laughs> okay. So I got something coming to me, I guess. <laughs> Again, how many injuries that we – even when you just said it, when we used to wrestle, how many times we fucking got hurt and – I remember smacking my head against concrete numerous times. Oh, yeah. Just for throwing sure. stuff at each other, hitting each other with signs. Who got cut open? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't change it for anything. I missed those days. I was there when you got stitched in Atlantic City. Oh, God. Remember that one? That was a <laughs> of course day. I do. You, you, you disappeared from me for about 15 seconds, and then you came oh, back, blood pouring down. My knee. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember the song? Let's see if you remember the song. Let's uh, the song. Sh- Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray Fly. Sugar Ray Fly. Fly. <laughs> that, was good. I, I, that was the first time I ever bought. Well, uh, first tea I ever got. Sugar Ray. That was fr- and, and, then, and then you walked about, I yeah, don't know, probably. You, you walked like a mile down the boardwalk. Your pants to, were uh, blood. To the Claridge, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then they, they, they made you take a hospital ride like 0.1 mile for like, what, $2,000? Uh, I think it was like $1,200, yeah. <laughs> After you walked a mile on it. After I walked a mile, and I was like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." Yeah, I oh, know you aren't fine. And next thing I know, it's like 3 a.m., and I'm I'm sitting in the emergency room of a uh, Atlantic City Hospital. Didn't you pee in someone's room that night? On the uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's listening. I'm not gonna say any names, but someone might have pissed on a receipt. <laughs> hey, it was it was a pizza receipt. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. And and not to mention slapping your head on concrete and, and busting open your leg, but you've uh, you've hit some uh, dance floors pretty hard. Oh yeah, I'm probably yeah. the hardest dancer I know. You are, huh? I I think so. Yeah, and and does that include at weddings too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, people go. Uh, I think I made a little rep- reputation for myself. The first wedding I went to from the firehouse, technically. I'm just gonna say I got yelled at by the bride's mother. But having no clothes on. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know why, but sometimes when the, when the, it hits my lips, it's just so good. I just, I just go. Hey, and it, it's the music that you go and just like Sugar Ray Fly. That's it. Hey, oh, if they play that, the I don't even know what would happen at a wedding if I, they play Sugar Ray Fly at a wedding. <laughs> well, I've seen you. I've seen it happen on Atlantic City Boardwalk, so I'm afraid <laughs> to you at a wedding. Yeah, exactly. So thankful mm-hmm. might even be worse. I, I, although we, we have something in common because I once got a, Got a nasty letter about something I did at a wedding one time, and and the bride refused to come to my wedding because of it. All right, well, that's uh, old news. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got sent it over that too. I was being a little bitch to myself, so yeah. I apologize for that. <laughs> you know, I think we made up the next. I think we made up the next day or the next night or whatever. Yeah, we did for sure. We had like fucking four weddings that week, that month. Yeah, but we we've we've had our share of. Uh, of it all, some arguments, fights, but that's it. Hey, times. that's it. If you're not, if you're not fighting and you're not arguing, you're not friends. So, yeah, that's it. 
and uh, we make it through. And and look at us now, tag team champs. Tag team champs, undefeated. Even, even with Big Mike's push-offs. Yeah, get out of here. Even with this. you want some, come get some. Uh, all right. So if you weren't a New York City firefighter, what what would you see yourself doing right now? Um, I probably if I didn't, and if I took the other test, I'd probably be sanitation right now. I think. All right. But uh, or I could possibly still be working at Panera, which yeah. hope not. But I can see myself <laughs> sanitation if anything. Got it. And uh, another question for you: What is something that people might be surprised to hear about you that they don't already know? Um, people would be people be surprised to know about me that they don't know about me already. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty much out there. What do What do you think? You know me probably better than anybody. Ah, yeah. I don't know. That's why I was interested to hear if something new or something I didn't know. Um, I got my license when I was late. I got my license when I was 23. Okay. No, it was probably just fear of driving, which was probably, did, you know, sorry, but. Did, did any of that fear have to do with uh, a, a backyard fence of yours? It did. <laughs> it did. Uh, all right. My father was too drunk to pull up the car, so he asked me to do it, and I just ran down the fence. <laughs> that is a true story. It's a true story. Very true. But, um, I don't know what other story is crazy. Oh, there's tons. I'm sure there's tons if you want to really delve into them, but. Yeah. That might be safe for a different podcast. Okay, we'll save that one. All right, so somebody uh, walks up to you and they say, hey, I want to be, you know, a, a fire fighter. What, what advice can you give them? Uh, I mean, I would just pretty much just tell them to take the test. And uh, if they took the test already, I would just like get in good shape and just try to make sure you can run. Make sure you can get run, 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 run. Because that that's one thing that I could take that if I could go back and do the academy, I wish I could have ran a little bit more or been better on my feet. Yeah. So I would just say be in, be in good physical shape when you get into the academy. Right. That's, that's, definitely, that's definitely half the battle. Gotcha. And uh, I don't know how many of our episodes you've listened to in the past, but I ask this question all the time. So you may or may not be familiar, know what's coming. But uh, 100 years from now, the name Keith Olsen, what do you want it to be remembered as? Uh, producer Fleetwood Mac. You did? No, that, that's the name. Keith Olsen's a producer for Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I thought you said you produced Fleetwood Mac. No, no, no. There's a producer. That's the name. That's what my name means. All right. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if you, when people talk about me in a hundred years, I think they would just be like, hardworking guy, very loving, very funny, good, just a good person overall. All right. And also shares the same birthday as Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, Cody Rhodes, Alicia Fox, Terry Rhodes. Oh, that's actually one of my trips at the firehouse. <laughs> I am insane with people's birthdays. Insane. Uh, People fucking hate me. Like you're a fucking loser. You're a fucking loser. <laughs> and I have like my officers tell me like, why are you why, why are you gonna get promoted? Like why do you want to take this test and get promoted? Yeah. Like just the way that just the way people's birthdays stick in my head. I can just Absolutely. I can rattle them down, rattle them off. Like bang, 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 bang. Funny. All right, I have like three more questions. Not uh, not not fire fighting related though. All right. So first, I, I gotta ask you. You have to choose one career to have. Who are you choosing? Elon Manning or Tom Brady? Ooh. Putting you on the spot. Come on. On the spot? Um, is uh, Tom Brady playing against Eli Manning is my question. <laughs> is he playing against him? Is he playing I against mean, him? Sa- same career paths. Every, everything they've done. I think I'd take Tom Brady. Uh, Even though I love Eli. Eli's my guy. But I, I got to take Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going down as the greatest probably football player to ever play the game. So. Oh, easily. Maybe the greatest athlete. Who knows? I mean. He's got up there, yes. Guy, guy's a freaking nature. Definitely a conversation. All right. So, top three MTV Challenge cast members. Top 
three MTV Challenge cast members. Of all time. ET's number one, hands down. The guy's been around for every, everything. Johnny Bananas, probably number two. Okay. Move with that. And Sammy's not on the show anymore, but I loved Evan. You did? Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't a big Evan fan back in the day. And then no, I, I watched a couple of seasons last week, and he's awesome. Yeah, and we re rewatched the old seasons, and, like, he is awesome. He is. He's a beast. He's funny. He jokes around. Yeah, yeah he's, I mean, he does it all, yeah. So Devin's I, I, coming up strong, though. I like Devin. I'm starting to like Devin a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he's having Devin, a good season. He's, he's, just, he's, just, he's always looking to fucking create drama, and that's, that's what the show is. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, final question here. You ready for the wacko season or what? You tell me. I'm ready to go whenever. Hey, man, we got to bring home another championship. It's time. I think it's so, time. So th th that's our softball our softball team. We've been at it how, how long now? What, 15 years going on? Well, the Wackos? Wackos when? Established 2008? 9? 2009? Was it 2009? Yeah, 2009. So, 2007? Yeah. So, uh... I remember the first time we played, we played, I, first time I played, it was with the Raiders. Yeah. They gave the dubs. You another, yeah, another cast, though. Didn't you just do him? We just did him, yeah. He was, he was part of the Hometown Heroes. But uh, I, remember, I remember when I got in his car and him and uh, my big Louie in the front. <laughs> and what they ask you? They ask you, hey, what position yeah, do you play? Yeah, they're like, uh, what position do you play? Uh, again, I didn't know anything really, and I was just nervous to even be playing. So I'm like, uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll catch. kind of easy. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot. Again, I really didn't trust myself in the outfield. And I know you played second, so I was like, uh, I'm not playing third or short or anything. I'm not that good. So I'll catch. And he, uh, Louie asked me, he's like, uh, what do you want to bet? I'm like, uh, you can bat me less, but do you want to catch and bat less? You got it. All right. And that's uh, it's something that still sits true to this day. I catch and yeah. bat less. For sure. You know, people want to move me up in the lineup, and I say, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, you're you a manager's dream, I'll tell you that. That's easy. Hey, you know where to put me. Exactly. And uh, where can people find find you and keep up with the latest info on, on what you got going on in life? Because you're an interesting character, to say the least. Char yeah, character. That's, just leave it at that character. <laughs> Um, you can find me on my social media, I guess. Okay. My name on Facebook, Olsen Keith. Actually, I put it backwards, Olsen Keith. And I think my Instagram is Olsen31. I could be wrong. Uh, Olsen31K. I don't know. Something like that. We could tag that to this. Uh, yeah, whatever. So people can follow you. And uh, go visit them at the house. Go, go knock on the firehouse. Ask them for a tour of the fire trucks. Yeah, ask for Sal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. <laughs> All right. Well, I know this is long overdue to have you on this episode and, and the podcast and anything goes. And, uh, you know, we've been best friends and brothers yeah. for over 30 years. And you've been a part of many, many important moments in my life. And, yeah, same uh, here, bro. Same here. So that's yeah. why I agreed to do this podcast. Well, I appreciate it. I, I know I know our friendship is more of just getting on each other and, you know, ripping into each other. But uh, I got to say, I'm proud of you. You're doing your thing. You really are. I'm crying. You, you definitely made a life for yourself and uh, doing yeah, good. Yeah, sorry, I got married, uh, got a career. Uh, next is just kids on the way, hopefully. So yeah, so so we're proud of you doing your thing. You're representing Shaolin, and we we had Meluda, we had Arturo, we had Andy, and it's good yeah, to have yeah. you on, on here. And Janelle, you know, but like I said, you know, everyone's out there doing doing their things, you know, all over the world. But but you stay true to Staten Island, and you stay there and you're right, yeah. on the street. So when are you, you're not doing Joe, Big Joe. Uh, we met, 
we may save Joe for like our retirement episode when when we call it quits. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're gonna have him on. No, but we we had him on one episode, uh, a haunted house episode. Oh, haunted house, you already had him. Yeah, yeah, we had him. So, but we may have him again though. But uh, yeah, so appreciate you doing. Anything else you want to say about being a New York City fireman? No, uh, best firefighter. Best mistake that ever happened to me. Hey, I like it. Yep. Good deal. All right, well, Keith Olson, thirty-one. Thanks for being a guest on the Anything Goes podcast. Anytime. Appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to people hearing it. Hey, Alex. Yeah? Tell these fine-looking people where they can find us. Well, they could find us on Instagram at AnythingGoesPodNY, on Twitter at AnythingGoesNY, and shoot us an email at AGPodNY at gmail.com. That's right. And y'all can listen to all of our episodes on any streaming platform where podcasts can be found. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review because anything goes with Greg and Alex. Phone home, phone home, phone home! Oh yeah. Is that a cowbell in there? Here it is right here. <laughs> the Bushwhackers. Uh, yeah, aka you and Olsen. Our theme song. Yep. So uh, me and Olsen have been in a WWE sanctioned wrestling ring as right. the Bushwhackers. Right. We have. And you've walked around it and the person who somehow allowed you to... I, I don't even know how that happened. You guys were able to go into the ring and then you just started going crazy and the guy's like, oh my God, what, <laughs> yeah, what do I do yeah. right now? Uh, it was WrestleMania and it was Access. Mm-hmm. And it was sold out Access that we didn't have tickets to. Mm-hmm. And we somehow we somehow got ourselves in. That was... Yeah, a story in itself. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they had some like come into the ring and imitate a wrestler contest. Mm-hmm. And they were just picking random people out of the crowd. And then me, our me and Olsen, dressed as the Bushwhackers, going off. Right. And just licking each other's heads and bushwhacking around. And the guy was like, all right, you guys, come in, come in, show them how it's done. But then he told us, like, we're not going to put you in a competition because... It's not fair. Yeah, because clearly, like, nobody will have a chance. (laughs) So we go into the ring. We both trip and fall as we go in. Of course. And we we go off and do our bushwhacker thing. And he's like, all right, you guys got to go now because we need to have a competition and we need somebody else to win. We need that guy over there dressed up as Macho Man with the fake, like, sunglasses. And the guy over there is Hogan with the fake mustache falling off his face. And we'll have them. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so this is, like... My best friend brother since since day one ish, yeah. and uh, from our days of watching the wrestling to sneaking into rated R movies to <laughs> making prank phone calls to stickball games to football games to shoveling out there making money yeah and hustling yeah shout out to our generations that actually used to go out during snowstorms snowstorms and <laughs> make money for shoveling. sure mm-hmm. and then just everything our land city trips and Six Flags mm-hmm. yeah. We held each other's hands as we went on King Nikah for the first time. <laughs> first and second time and third time and fourth time. <laughs> but we waited like six hours online. Oh, my God. The opening day of King Nikah to go on it. And, uh, yeah. And then Tower Days of Hypnotitials. Oh. You've been, you've been there for many of those. Have, 
how did you not mention that to him during the interview? I That's know. one of the <clears throat> Oh, I don't even I don't even know where to go with this. The hypnotist shows and obviously you guys did this way before I came along, but ev- they never disappoint. These hypnotist shows, if you've ever seen them at like county fairs or Six Flags type things, it's literally a guy who's a hypnotist. He brings up about 30 people on stage, 20, 30 people on stage, and he hypnotizes them. Some of them, it doesn't stick, so they go back into the crowd, but other people like Greg and Olsen get really, really hypnotized and follow every single thing this guy says Plus maybe more. Yeah. And it's just hysterical. And uh, it's when I tell you to the point of tears coming down my face from crying so hard. Oh, the best. Uh, you know when they say like that you, you steal the show? Yeah. Yeah. Every time. By far. Every time. Uh, I do know what I was going to say before. I oh, remembered. Good. So after I say this, we will wrap it up and end it because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure he is listening. I hope so. But Joey Caps. Shout out. Shout out. And What's in up? our interview, we spoke how Olsen kind of just steals the show at weddings. Right. And Joey Cap's wedding was one of the funnest. Is that a word? Funnest? Sure. I think so. Why not? One of the funnest. Most most, most fun. fun. Is what I would say. But most sh- fun. I think funnest okay. is a, one of those words that people made up. Uh, most fun weddings that I've ever attended. And, and if you remember. I do remember. Me and Olsen uh, danced. Yeah. And, uh, I remember. There was was that the was that the was that the flash dance part where Olsen poured water on himself? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I had a cup of water, and he and was you, and he sat down. I somehow I, a chair ended he up. He sat down there. on a chair, and, and the water went from my hand in the cup to to him mm-hmm. and his face, and I don't right. know, but he needed to be cooled off. He was he was on fire, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so from the days of the wedding to the days of. Uh, what is that club in Atlantic City we went Casbah. to? Casbah. Yeah. Talking about rocking the Casbah. Uh, l- literally. And we've had, oh my gosh, the crews that we went there with. Yeah. I don't even know where half of those people are now. They might be incarcerated. Oh my I don't goodness. Know. And some, some of us may or may not have been underage at the time. I may or may not be pointing a finger to somebody <laughs> in this room. Listen, it was the only thing I could do until I was yeah. 21. And this is why Caswell's not there anymore. <laughs> and that place was great back in the day when we actually would have drinks. Um, they allowed you to bring drinks in. Well, yeah. So you can you can go to Casbar with uh, adult beverages. Right. And they wouldn't let you bring the actual like can or bottle but they in, had cups. but they had cups you could pour your, yeah, your so that was own cool. beverages so in. You didn't have and to pay fifteen dollars for right. a two dollar mm-hmm. beer or whatever. But uh, all kidding aside, you know what? One of my favorite things about Keith Olsen is um, what? There's a lot. No, but all, all, all serious. I was trying to think up, of something funny. Yeah, come up with uh, growing up, you know, we spent countless, countless, countless days, nights. Uh, sleep in each other's house, going on vacation and going out to, you know, whatever, these clubs and dancing and weddings and this and that. Mm-hmm. And it was never once ever even spoken like, all right, tonight we're going to get girls. It was never that. Oh, you guys never. always went out to have fun. I, and know, I can't even it was, say that. It was just clear, fun. Yeah. Like, let's go out and enjoy ourselves and don't worry about any of that nonsense. Like, oh, who's this? Who's that? Just go out let's and have fun. Let's just go and have a good time. Yeah. And- and that's why you guys have so many nights and memories where you could be like, oh my God, that was crazy. And this and that. It wasn't like, oh, remember that night where I got this girl? And I'm sure 
there were nights where girls probably saw how hysterical you were. I'm sure. But... Yeah, but I don't it, even know. I don't. Well, they're probably like, "What's these guys are okay? These guys aren't drinking. They're on some serious <laughs> hardcore drugs." Because well, there was a lot of movies like "Screw the Girls, I'm Going Dance." It's something I'm dancing. Well, tonight. because what it is, I I don't know what movie that is, but I've heard that it's because when girls go out, they're like, "Screw guys, we're just going out, mm. us and this and that." So it's funny that you guys were yeah. like that. And then we were, you know, we're both athletes. We are. I gotta say, the two yeah. of us. We could pretty much, you know, go to any athletic field or court or, you know, anything. For sure. And yeah, and us two can pretty much match up against any two out there. Yeah. And hold our own. Also, you have, I will say, obviously, because you've known each other since you were born or since he was born, you guys have very good, like, you know where your heads are at. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know what he's going to do before he does it and he knows what you're going to do before he does it. There's, like many no-look basketball passes that, you know, we can execute. And football, we had our own plays that would pretty much guarantee a touchdown. Well, I've seen anytime some... Anytime we... You I've know, seen some we serious po- street Super Bowl Sunday football games go on on your street undefeated. Undefeated. Yes. And I've seen some some serious passes and plays <laughs> go on. Th- those games get intense. They do. Do you know how they nervous do. I would get watching? They because were Because like, you were on pavement. You were on the street. Yeah, street. It's um, a pretty... It's a one-way street, so it's kind of narrowish. Mm-hmm. And there's cars parked on each side. And we've done damage to not only yes. ourselves, but the cars. Oh, absolutely. In many years that have passed by. A bunch of mirrors have come off, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plenty of dents. And, I mean, not, not none done on purpose, but we, you know... But hey, you got to make the catch. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh, yeah, so we, we caused, uh, what's the right word for this, but innocent, we've caused innocent havoc in our days. Yeah. And like, isn't there, I have two things. Well, okay. Let's keep in the sports thing going and how you guys are always on the same page. So you would pitch for softball. Right. Back, you know, then at this time where I'm talking about. Before I got a line drive. To your face. I yeah. wasn't going to mention it. I didn't okay. want to go there. So right. Yes. Might as well. Go ahead. Sure. Why not? <laughs> and he catches. Yep. Um, as he mentioned. And there was one game. It was in, oh, I want to say Miller Field. Okay. All the way in the back. And you were like, you know, you know how the pitcher calls a catcher out to the mound. So, you know, and in softball it doesn't happen much, but you called him out. <laughs> And he comes out, and for, okay, so from my point of view, this is what happened. I see you call him out, he comes out, you guys say, you said one thing to him within a second, and then you both just switch shorts. Yeah, on the mound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so it, it's they a men's both league. took off their shorts, Yeah. handed them to each other, they switched shorts, also went back to his catching position, Greg went back to his pitching position, and they continued the game. Yeah, because, I don't know, for whatever reason, I just, I was a little off my game, that, that my pitching game that... You know, no, for I whatever think, reason. I just think you want And to be I needed stupid. to call him out. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know. And he's like, well, you want to switch shorts? And I'm like, yeah. So, you know, we both dropped our shorts. We switched them. He went back, you know, behind the plate. I yeah. went to pitch him out and we continued yeah, playing our men's it, league softball game. You see it in MLB all the time. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. so, sometimes you just need to switch shorts with, with yeah. the pitching catcher. It's, and it's so silly because it's such a, it's so true, this story. <laughs> but it's so stupid. But it's what I love about the two of you where, like, Whenever I see the two of you talking, I'm like, oh, what's going to happen right now? Like, I get so excited. <laughs> yeah. so. But we have bushwhacked around the bases Absolutely. before when me and him won the base mm-hmm. paths. Oh, this season in softball, 
I want to make it where everyone has a wrestling entrance as they go up to bat, and we should have some crazy stuff going on in the Amen. Papers. If you say it, we got to do it. Listen, COVID has destroyed the past year. We need to come back strong. Yes, we do. I don't play. For but sure. I'm always there, so you got to entertain me. Uh, what was the second thing that you had? Um, too? Yeah, of course. I forget. All right. Well, It'll come back to me. <clears throat> Uh, we actually were good civilians growing up yes, you as, were. as kids also. You know, we we definitely would do the right thing by our neighbors because mm-hmm. there were many times that we would, you know, go around to different neighbors and, and test their doorbells, make sure they worked. Yes. Um, test car alarms, make sure they worked. Mm-hmm. So we Test the, remote controls, make sure they worked. <laughs> test remote controls through people's windows to their cable boxes and make sure that, you know, the cable box still changes channels you from our remote outside. And yeah, and then, you know, you kind of just have to like, all right, so if you've seen Billy Madison uh-huh. and they antagonize. The <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. Not that. But, but to that yeah, kind of. <clears throat> we'd have that innocent fun and then I'd be on the car and, you know, laugh. Don't tell me what to do, you devil woman. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Keith Olsen, uh, my life wouldn't be the same without him. It would probably be better, but it is, <laughs> no. it is what it is. <laughs> and another uh, great thing that I, you know, love about him is that, oh, besides all the fun we've had. Right. But uh, no matter what, who his friends were, you know, in high school and my friends were right, in high school. Right, we went to different high schools. Yeah, we went, so we went to the same elementary school. We went to the same intermediate school. And then we went to different high schools because he went to Catholic high school and I am not a Catholic. I am a Jewish I've known Jewish people to go to Catholic school. Yeah. All right. Maybe. I mean, it's possible. I mean, it's... Obviously, I don't know why they would, but... We we went separate ways for high school. And uh, no matter who our friends were, we always took each other's friends in, like, you Mm -hmm. know, like we're one of... Yeah. You know, we would never get jealous of each other's friends. Right. Well, that's not the nice thing, too. And I thought maybe it's a guy thing. Mm. Because it's nice that you two have made it this... Like, as friends, like, for real have made it this far in life and are still friends. That's like, that really is cool because a lot of the time, you know, once you get to high school, it's kind of like, oh, well, I met these people and I met these people. And you kind of go your own ways, not in like a bad way, but it kind of just happens. And you guys like kind of were just like, yes, my friends from school come be crazy and show them how we do over here in Santa. Exactly. And I was going to say the street, but I'm not going to because people don't need to know where you guys are. Yeah, like he would make his friends, I would make my friends. And we would both be so excited to like introduce our friends to each other, just so we can like be, be like, crazy. yo, yeah, yo, yo, you wait till you see see my boy Olson. Like, you think I'm crazy? Like, he's <laughs> ten times nuts, and he yep. would say the same thing. Like, yeah. You think I'm crazy? Wait till you till right, you meet right, crazy right. Greg. Yeah. Uh, so we separated high schools, and then we went to the same college together. Right. And we did have, uh, we took a, a college <laughs> class together. Yes. Uh huh. Me and and Keith I've Olson. Heard. And that was probably not a smart idea for us to take the same college class together. It's probably a good thing that you guys went to different high schools and you're different in age. That would have been bad if we went to the same high school. I mean, it would have been good, but bad. But uh, we did reunite in college and Mm -hmm. we took a college course together. Mm -hmm. And like he said in the interview, he didn't drive to he was 23. Right. Because he drove over his driveway fence. Actually, the first couple years that I dated you... Um, I went to the same college, the college that everybody on Staten Island goes to, College of Staten Island. <laughs> and I used to, when I would come to your house after class, I would drive him. Yeah. yeah. You know what's crazy, though? The craziest part of his story of him getting in his car and driving through the fence what? is that his backyard, like a little bit more, there's a deep downhill slope. 
Oh, and if is it he similar to like your yard? Your very parents? similar. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh it's the gosh. same exact thing. And he would have gone right down that hill into the backyard. Oh that would have been amazing. <laughs> and then the car would have been there for our toga parties in his house and all uh-huh. that. All <laughs> these crazy pictures. house parties that he had mm-hmm. uh, when we were underage and drinking soda. Yes, of course. Um, anyway, so we took a college class together. And I would drive him because he didn't drive at that time. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we were late to every single class. I don't know why. It was probably me. Okay, it was my fault. I'm always late to everything. <laughs> yes. So, you know, we'd always have to speed to the class because the professor would, every class, which was so annoying, he would give a quiz to start every single class. That is so annoying. So annoying. I swear, every class what he would class start was off it? with a quiz. It was a psychology class. Oh. And every class he would start off with a quiz and we would always be like racing to get there and running to get there and try to get the quiz most of the times we would miss the quiz because I got a slate oh but there gosh. was one time <laughs> do you know where this is going yes I've heard this story alright so we pull up to the uh, to the college CSI I parked the car probably parked illegally because I got tons of tickets parked in there and we're running whatever and I think he might have like been getting his stuff out of his you know his bags out of the car or something and I just took off and I ran and I'm like 20 feet ahead of him getting to the building and we know the quiz is starting so I'm running I'm running I'm running I beat him by like 10 seconds into the building mm-hmm. right so I get into the building go to the, the classroom door and the door's closed I'm like oh man what the hell so I open the door quick to get in before the quiz starts and the professor is standing like behind the door right and the quiz already started so the door like hits him a little bit you're not hard but you know the door like, just like yeah. bumps into him so I'm like oh sorry professor so I go in the professor shuts the door Oh, God. Olsen comes, like, five seconds behind me, thinking it was me that, like, slammed the door on him. And he comes, like, fireman tackling, like, Roman Reigns spearing (laughs) through the door. Because thinking I shut the door on him. Right, right, right. And the professor's standing right behind him. And... Boom. Oh, <laughs> my God. Right but you know what? Him. Not for nothing. Why is this professor standing behind the door? I know. Get out of well, the way. Well, not for nothing. Who thinks somebody's going to spear the door down? When he had you in the class. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so, yeah. So, those are the stories that, uh, yeah. yeah. That's but funny. He's been there to, you know, from some of my best times to worst times to, you know, my shoulder being dislocated that he did it to... Our wedding to my bar mitzvah to, yeah. well, I'm not saying if the wedding was the best time or worst time in my life, but he was there for oh, it. Obviously the worst. So. Yeah. Our well, wedding was awesome. It was awesome. We had fun. And I'm not just yeah. saying that because it was our wedding. Ask anyone that went. He uh, also won our best entrance. Yes. We had a competition for best entrance and, you know, for the wedding party and Olsen and a friend of mine who was in the right. party yeah. won it. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's it's been a fun ride with him, and looking forward to what the future holds for us. Because yeah. oh, actually, oh, sorry, finished. Oh, I was gonna say, you know, as as much as we're not, you know, kids anymore, we can't spend days and nights right. together sitting on the porch. Just w- before the invention of cell phones, so we would just sit on the porch mm-hmm. and really just Hang kick out. it for hours. And I miss those days. And we would be out there till like four or five in the morning, and nobody wanted to be the first one to go in yes, because you, you might miss something. And what are you gonna miss? Yeah. It's you know, yeah. But you never know. That one second you go in, then something crazy happens. Something falls from the sky and crazy <laughs> things happen. I know. So, uh, yeah. And all the sports we played and just... Yeah. And what I was going to get at was that even though we don't have, you know, that 
time available to us now. Mm-hmm. No matter, you know, if I don't speak to him for, you know, a week or two, a month, whatever. Which is rare. We usually don't go mm-hmm. a month without speaking. Yeah. But if so, it's like we pick up and it's like we spent oh, yeah. all night together the night Actually, before. the three of us... Me, you, and him have a group text together. We do. And we have mm-hmm. some funny conversations. <laughs> Sometimes at like two in the morning when you yeah. decide to wake me up for nonsense. And I'm like, okay. And then I get into it because it's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, last night I came in, you know, at like 3.30. So and I was like, you up? <laughs> you said, I jumped. You said, oh my God. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mess with my sleep. I get annoyed. Mm. Uh, were you going to say something? Because now I want to, you know, drop one more thing and then... Oh, yeah. Actually, um, I can't believe we didn't mention this sooner. His wife, Joanna. Yeah. You knew her before you yes, knew him. Yes, I well, did. No, I'm sorry. You knew her before she knew him. Yes. Before he did. Way yeah. longer. Yes. Me and Joanna went to elementary school together. Yeah. From like kindergarten to fifth grade. We were so in the same funny. classes. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we used to, yeah, I mean, back in the day in elementary school, we were in the same class. So we had like class birthday parties together yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, all That's that so stuff. Cute. And yeah. we have like, uh, we have class pictures together. Yeah, you know? class pictures, like the little yearbooks that you'd have, right, right. like you guys are in the same class. It's funny. funny. It's, it's so. so crazy how small, forget about the world, how small Staten Island is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, it's fun to just look back at. All the mm-hmm. crazy times and all that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so can I get deep for one minute here? Sure. Because we did mention it. And, you know, he is a yeah. firefighter. And we are from New York. And yes. we experienced, we were alive. We lived through it. We were, you know, I was in high school. You were in kindergarten. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I was in seventh grade. Jeez, so. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we lived the times of 9-11. Uh, yeah, that day was, I, again, was in seventh grade. So what is that, like 11? For me. Yeah, right. I remember that day, I could literally write it word for word. Like, just moment by moment, I remember everything. I remember being super scared and confused and not knowing what was going on. Um, But I just remember that everyone kind of rallied behind New York and USA and firefighters and NYPD, FDNY, and it was just coming together on such a bad time but it was it was scary hey they don't name fdny new york's bravest mm-hmm. you know out of nowhere and yeah. when the rest of the world was running away they were you know running into it running into of it course, driving yeah. into it running into it it's crazy and it was crazy and that day changed the world forever yeah it actually had a big impact on like my not upbringing but my way of seeing the world it made me scared anytime right. i heard a loud noise i thought it was happening or saw yeah. a plane i thought something was going to happen it was i remember being scared for of a really course. long time because i was so young i didn't know really what was happening and you know the mm-hmm. severity of it all so it was crazy but uh it is unfortunate that it takes events like that in the world to unite everyone and bring yes. everybody together it is unfortunate and unfortunately like you know it was 20 years ago now and People forgot the times that we all rallied together and that we're all on the same team here. Mm-hmm. No matter, you know, what we are, who we are, we all are, you know, the same. We yeah, are. Yeah, we're all here for the same reason. Exactly. To better ourselves, to better our family, mm-hmm. to live, you know, a happy life because life's short. Who knows how much time we have and why do you want to live such hate? And Right. Such... There's no time for hate in your life. No. I always say that. I try yeah. to be... 
very positive. I mean, sometimes I watch television shows and I, I'm like, I hate this person. Yeah, but but, <laughs> but that's exactly what it's a television show. It's an escape. They, exactly. You know, yeah. They write these characters. They for you want to have you to that. have yeah. that feeling towards them. Exactly. Yeah. But in real life, come on, ain't nobody got time for that. Nope. There's too much to appreciate and too much to enjoy in life. Yeah. And to spend it arguing and fighting and just nonsense. And hating, like, hating. There's so much on. hate in this world. Let yeah. it go. <clears throat> Elsa. That's yeah. Do you want to build? We have enough snow for it. We do. But uh, for real though, that is why, you know, forever I will, you know, look at NYPD and FDNY and all these EMTs the way I do because that day when we were hiding, you know, in a safe spot, they were risking and sacrificing their lives. Yeah, yeah. All the city workers, really. Even... um, my father at the time was sanitation. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, he wasn't anywhere there that day. He was off, and you know he didn't. He worked in Manhattan, actually, right by the World Trade Center. So you know, thank God he wasn't working anything like that. But um, he was a part of the cleanup crew afterwards for the months and months that it took. And he has some stories of like things that he saw. And, right. I'm sure. You know, and it's it's crazy to think. It's just crazy. It's all of it. That's all. I mean, that's all you can really say. It's just crazy. And I'm my younger sister. She was only maybe three, two, three. Wow. And she like remembers things, but not too much. And it's right. I, a part of me is like, I'm glad she doesn't really remember mm. because it is. It it was scary. So I'm glad she didn't get. I'll you know, tell you this. Even to this day, I'm not able to watch like clips of what happened. Oh, me neither. I can't. Get I don't know how do people that. watch the documentaries yeah. and the. The, the nah. movies that they made, which I don't understand how they would make maybe movies about this. Maybe if you know you don't live in New York, maybe you know maybe right. I'm sure there's things that happen. It's a little different. Other, yeah. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Or you know there are just history buffs who you know. Who yeah. Yeah, just appreciate just you know that learning for what about it is. history. Yeah, and, exactly. And under trying to understand things yeah. and stuff, but right. I think because of our age, when it happens, yeah, it's very it was yeah. traumatizing. My sister. My older sister went to Curtis High School at the time, and mm-hmm. um, if you know Staten Island and you know where Curtis High School is, it's up on a big hill. She was walking down the hill, and you could see the—I don't know if it's changed now—but again, at the time, you were able to see the um, was it skyline? Yeah, mm-hmm. you were able to see this, the skyline, buildings, right. and she actually saw um, one of the buildings fall. Right. Wow. So it's crazy to, you know, have been here for it and think about it, and. Actually, when he said he was becoming a firefighter, I was like, oh, no. Like, it scares me. It does. You know? <laughs> it does. You know, as... You know, but it's also very... I res- I, res- I have yeah. such respect, so I'm like, you know, good for you. That's... Of course. Amazing you're here to protect us, so Listen, I know Listen, I said, call. he he makes us proud. He does. As he much does. as we get on him, and, yeah. you know... We I, actually I'll never, do love you, Olsen. Yeah, I'll never admit to him, so hopefully he's not listening to this episode, <laughs> but I'll never admit that. he's. I'm proud of him and yeah. what he's doing, and... Really got his life together, so... As crazy as you guys are, I'm sure there were people on your block growing up that saw the two of you like, these two are going to be troublemakers, and they're going to be this and that when they grow up, and they're like, well, look at these two. They're both city workers, and they're both doing so good with their lives. I know, and... Who would have thought? And I got to say, we did put some of our neighbors through, you know, through the works. Yeah, but... We did. That's being a kid growing up when we grew up. I know. know. And do I feel bad about it? No, not at all. But, (laughs) no, But you know what? Some of your neighbors, the ones that are still there, actually love you guys for it now. They do. Yeah. They do. And and they look back and they're like, you know, you guys... 
put us through a lot, but it was innocent stuff and it was fun. It right. was nothing that ever hurt anybody. Yeah. And you know what? Also, though, we would forever like defend our block too. Yeah. We would make sure things were run right. It was a little, you know, crew we had. And <laughs> what did you have, like a little mob I'm going on? I'm just saying we made sure things were, you know, well, you straight on the block. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, we, we definitely made sure there weren't trouble on the block except for us that we would cause. Right. You um, were the only havoc to be had. <laughs> but yeah, but we've spoke to some of the, you know, our neighbors now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you guys, you know, you definitely put us through a lot, but yeah. it was fun. And, and we missed those days. And, yeah, there are some I, I speak to and they're like, oh, these... They're a pain in my ass, but yeah. oh, we love them. Yeah, and they would yeah. always like, you know, if you were out, they would come out and like. Well, I know like Fourth of July was like really big on the block uh-huh. and stuff like that. Right, so it was right. always like. Oh, and forget it. Yeah, I mean, you know, even now, Halloween. Oh my god, Halloween still to this day, and it's not even the way it used to be. Back, I'm sure it was even crazier back when you were kids. Mm-hmm. But his block in Staten Island, people would literally drop do actually still drop their kids off at the end of the block because it's it's like it's a, a loop it's a loop so you drop the kids off at one part they would walk you know do the whole loop which is how many sh- houses you think oh well there's two sides to loop to the loop and figure what um i'd say on well, each side? yeah there's i think there's 105 houses on the block wow yeah 105 i'm pretty sure but yeah so these kids would get 105 houses worth of candy oh, for the yeah. most part unless there was one or two annoying people that didn't have candy yeah and then they'd get in the car and they'd go to a different block that was probably similar to yours. Right. And they wouldn't even need to go anywhere else because the candy that you would rack up oh, on the street is insane. forget about it. So. Packed. The, the amount so. of children that are on that street on Halloween night, day, night, whatever, mm-hmm. is unreal. I've never seen anything yeah. like it. And uh, we had block parties growing up and all that. It was it was good times. I caught a couple of them. Yeah. So on the ice cream truck and Ralph's Ices, mm-hmm. the Ralph's Ice truck, they knew you, you came to this block and... Uh, you got your whole day's worth of work. Yep. And just so for many that, kids. so, yeah. It's funny, actually, when I first started dating you and I was at your house, the Good Humor Man ice cream truck that right. came to the block, I was like, oh my God, he came to my block every single day and yeah. he knew me. That's funny. And I was like, it's so funny that he would always go to your, I mean, yeah. probably went to Staten Island, but yeah, yeah. he knew you and your block, you know, your mm-hmm. friends and stuff like that. So it was funny. But yeah. All right, Bola, anything else before we wrap this up? Um... No, I'm excited for spring to come so softball can come and we can see Olsen on a weekly basis. Yes, and we can uh, take our road to raising another championship trophy together. Yes. Because there's been multiple in the past and there's more coming. You're due. So you want some, (laughs) come get some. Wacko softball. If you're from St. Allen, you know how serious softball is. And you also know Wackos. Yeah, you do. You do. Honestly, I think you're the longest running team going. Right now. Oh, it's it's definitely possible. Think about it. Definitely possible, Because you guys possible, have been going yeah. for... Wackos have been at least... It's 12 years. I don't think there's been any team that stayed together. Yeah. I mean, definitely up there. And, and we have the reputation. Teams know us. Yeah. They know what's up. No, they all kidding aside... crazy. Too. Yeah, all kidding aside, they know when they play us, one, they have to bring the A game. Right. You know, it's like I ran for it. And two, they know it's going to be... An event, and they're gonna laugh, oh, and they're yes. gonna they're gonna hate us, but deep down they're gonna laugh. Even the umpires. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, this guy about with it. the blue shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that. Yep. So Keith Olson, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It means the world to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you everyone for listening. It means even more to us. <laughs> and uh, appreciate it. Yeah. So that's that. Thanks for protecting our city, Olson. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So we're going to end it at that. And 
Okay. We'll end it at this. Okay. He mentioned that he's become a decent cook. Right. He owes us now a dinner one night. Oh, snap. <laughs> I'm Look at it. that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to taste his decent cooking. All right. I believe it. Me too. I do. Yeah. I do. All right. So you owe us a dinner. Yes. That's how we're ending it. I'm not even asking you. I'm telling you. On the Anything Goes dinner. podcast <laughs> with Greg, a.k.a. Crazy Greg, a.k.a. Pooba, and... And Alex. Yep. And New York's bravest, Keith Olsen. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Till next time, we will be back. Be good. Be crazy. And we'll see you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Anything Goes podcast with Greg and Alex. See you real soon. Suckers.